The Killer Pod from Outer Space presents Watch This or Die. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Killer Pod from Outer Space, our final holiday and episode of 2022. Tonight with me, uh, we don't have Brother Jeff. He's feeling a little sick. There's some stuff going on with all these viruses and flus and illnesses. But on the hotline, we do have Brother Pete. Hey, hey. Y2K. Approaching fast. (laughs) And we got Brother Sean. We got there. Sean? Yo, yo, yo. What yeah, there he is, there he is. Hey. Yeah, I don't know. I might what happened. Switched from headphones to speakerphone or some shit. I don't know. What's up? Coming off those slopes. Yeah. Hey, man. G is down with the sickness. Uh, Ooh, we oh, saw some people oh. on Monday. A bunch of them are all sick. Everybody's sick. Yeah, like there's a bunch of people sick at work. Everyone's in and out. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people are masked up at the grocery store again. I noticed that uh, in the Poconos. Everybody had masks on at Walmart last night. Getting a COVID test. I don't even think people yeah. are worried about COVID anymore. They're just trying to avoid illness in general. Yeah, it's just the regular shit. Oh, what have you guys been doing? Uh, playing low, playing slow for me. Yeah. Slow, slow week at work. Yeah, it, it hasn't slowed down for us, but Christmas was nice. We hosted. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you guys, I imagine, keep. I mean, usually we do keep going through the new year, but I, I don't know what happened this year. If it's just the way that Christmas fell on a weekend and New Year's is on a weekend and people just maybe not feeling it. I don't know. Last year we had a wedding on New Year's, which is the fucking worst. Yeah, you listen to this. If you're listening to this and you're getting married, don't do it on a holiday. Don't make other people use their holiday. Yeah, don't be a dick. That shit's fucking so dumb. Yeah, I um, agree. Uh, especially New Year's. It's just like, oh, yeah, you're going to be off tomorrow. And it's like New Year's. Like, let's, like, party. Like, ugh. Um, unless you're going to, like, go, like, real big and, like, do something crazy. I mean, I'm sure... It could be nice. And obviously people don't have to go if they don't want, but I don't know. I don't don't need to get on my soapbox about it. (laughs) Um, But yeah. uh, So yeah, I don't know. It's a weird holiday season. All our, all our events at work were small holiday parties, except for the big uh, Mercedes one we do. Um, But yeah. uh, Christmas was uh, good to small uh, this year because my uh, oldest brother is in Spain. Um, so we're doing like a family thing on New Year's Day. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Your guys' Christmas? We haven't talked since Christmas, right? No. It was good over here. We always uh, host Christmas Day, so that's fun. But cleanup is a bitch. You get into yeah. the dirty martinis this year? No. Uh, it was Steph's. <laughs> it was Steph's turn this year. She hit the old fashions pretty hard. Ooh, good for her. Yeah. But I uh, I smoked the lamb leg. Did she pee all over the bathroom? No, she didn't. She didn't go that hard. <laughs> she was just 
all goofy and whenever she got up to make a new drink she did like this little dance jig it was a thing <laughs> but I, I smoked a lamb leg and that was a nice item Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. That does sound good. It was the whole, Did you do a sauce? Just a little chimichurri. Cut it simple. Nice. I wanted the land to shine, but it was the whole leg. Um, fantastic. Connor has the uh, Traeger, so we just did it over there. Let it go all day. The pellet grill? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. I, I like to be more hands-on when um, smoking items, but it, it is pretty convenient, especially when... Like Christmas, we were going to be in a different household, and he was just controlling the bitch from his phone. Yeah, right. That's pretty dope. He's yeah. like, they're, they're like a mile away, though, right? Yeah. I know I've made that drive with you. Yeah. Sean, how was yours? Oh, it was good. Uh, well, I hung out at Gia's. Uh, her family throws a Christmas Eve party every year, so I did that. And a little bit of shenanigans, especially with the Eagles game going on, but. That's generally generally pretty good. Uh, and I got to see Pete Christmas Day. Oh, yeah, nice. we had a little Christmas evening with a little, little Christmas dram. Very nice. Yeah, that was nice. That was a good uh, good way to finish the day. Um, yeah, then we went up to the Poconos with my family, so I got to see hers, got to see mine. Good Just, stuff. Uh, it was tough to get into the holiday spirit this year. I don't know what it is. It went by too quick this year. I mean, we did some holiday yeah. stuff leading up. Um, I think I mentioned it when we were recording. We we always do Hershey Park for Christmas. Um, but yeah, it, it just it went by in like a blur this year, more than more than usual, even. Yeah. All right, let's dive into <clears throat> some uh, episode beers here. Sean, why don't you kick us off tonight? Ooh, I don't really know how much I like this beer, but it's. Uh... One that Jia brought home. Uh, it's the Shiner Holiday Cheer Ale brewed with peaches and pecans. Hmm. It's uh, I don't know. It's hit or miss every every couple of years. I've gotten it some years and really enjoy it. And other years, like last year, I got it and thought it was garbage. Uh, I've never had the uh, Shiner Holiday. I don't think I've ever had anything from Shiner outside of the the Bach. <laughs> I actually think this is pretty good. So um, sweetness of the a little sweetness of the peaches and the pecans. That's yeah, a nice holiday beer. Funny thing, uh, I mentioned earlier that we did a big Mercedes event, and uh, we ended up with like a cooler full of that beer. And uh, we just keep, you know, beers that come back from events in our fridge. And yeah, sometimes we cook with them. Mostly we just drink them. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we we didn't we weren't really big fans of that one, so we gave a lot of them away. Um, Last I only, year, I, had I only it. tried. I only tried one. Was it in a can or a bottle? It was a bottle. Okay, I had it out of a can last year, and I thought it was not very good. But this one's out of the bottle, and you know, I wouldn't want to drink a lot of these, but it's a, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not a big sweet sweetness guy. Yeah. With beer. But I, I also I got a little something else on the side here. I made uh, a huge batch of Alton Brown's eggnog. Ooh. Oh, and I've been I've been aging it in the fridge, and I got a little bit here, and it is real, real tasty. Yeah, I do love a holiday eggnog. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's a little boozy, and you know the rum really comes through in this one. But as it's sat for a couple of weeks, it's starting to mellow out a little bit. Mm. That sounds oh, quite nice. good. Did you have any of my eggnog left, Sean? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I'm here have uh, I went with an old reliable old old beer Sam Smith's Nut Brown Ale ah oh, classic yeah classic especially this time of year just fantastic can't go wrong um, I've not had the holiday warmer yet but I'll get around to it or winter warmer yeah alright I have uh from Wayfinder out of uh, Portland. <laughs> this is Hell. And it's just a Helly's Lager. Uh, Sweet. Simple can art. Um, it's just got like a big bat wing on it with a skull and a chalice with the Wayfinder logo in there. And their logo is kind of like a trident deal. So simple Helly's. But when they're, when they're executed well, nice beer. Um, this brown ale just brought me back. Um, Vinny, were you there in Providence with me and Box the night that I stole the giant Newcastle bottle cap from the uh, bar bathroom? Yes. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my! It was like comically. I mean, this it was like the size of like a like a car tire. Um. And it was not like I was thinking, oh, I'll just like take it off like a thumbtack or whatever. And obviously, I was very drunk. It turns out that I like ripped it off the wall, like left the yeah, hole. Like, yeah, it was like mounted to the and, drywall. And, and and to get it like kind of under my shirt, I had to like kind of bend it. It was like you know sheet metal bottle cap kind of thing. And it was like a very like obvious that there's this <laughs> thing under my shirt. I'm now like oddly shaped, and it's partly sticking out of the bottom. And this bar had like a backsliding door. I think it was like only for deliveries, and like this was it was like past last call, like they're closing, we're the last people to leave, and I tried to go out the sliding door, and the and the and the, the, the bouncer is like, hey man, uh, not that way, come on, come on, out, out the front this way, and he's like not even like being a dick or anything, and I'm just like awkwardly shuffling by him <laughs> with this humongous, uh yeah, anyway, it still hangs in my garage. That was but, uh, fitting because we we drank a lot of Newcastle in those years, and I, yeah. I never really drank it since then. Uh, it's, a, it's yeah, I haven't had a lot since then, but uh, it's a good, uh, good reliable. You know, you can let it sit in your glass a little bit because it's barely carbonated anyway. So, yep. um, but yeah, that was that, that just brought me back to that. That was funny. That we I don't that was that like old kind of English style pub up there on Thayer Street, I think. Um, we didn't go there that often, but no. yeah. What, um, what you guys been uh, getting into as far as watching anything or anticipating watching anything that's coming out in the new year? So I watched the movie The Woman King, which is pretty entertaining. It's like about like this army of female warriors in like uh, slave trade times in Africa. Um, well, uh, the big name is, uh, shit. I feel like an idiot. Like, I I feel like I know lots of names until I have to, like, say them on here. I know. I do the same thing. And then people are like, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we get it in the comments all the time. (laughs) 
uh, anyway, so yeah, it's like I, I'm sure it's based on a, a true story. Um, Viola Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's based on a true story, but uh, yeah, if you're into just like some cool action, crazy like African machete shit, it's pretty good. Um, I've also continued. Uh, I took a pause. Um, but then, but then got back into watching Interview with a Vampire, and I'm enjoying it. Okay, so it picked up a little bit. The last time we talked about it, you, you didn't say it was bad. You were just like, yeah. You know, I was just like the okay. first two episodes, and but I'm liking kind of how they're handling, like, so what they did is, like, uh, even though it's, like, a different it's basically the same character as Brad Pitt. It's just, a, it's just a black guy. But the story is that they had that interview back in like, you know, the nineties or whatever. Oh, so they acknowledge and, it. And they, yeah. And this is like a re-interview and the guy's saying how he was immature. And because the whole thing is that he attacks him at the end, right. Of right. the first movie. Um, uh, so that's kind of a cool take on it. Yeah, it's like so. Like the guy did that interview, but like scrapped the interview and like never wrote anything about it. And then like one day he gets the tapes in the mail and the, and like a, an invitation to go to Dubai, and that's where the vampire lives now. So it's interesting, and it's definitely more. I would say more violent, uh, even though if it's it's FX, but it's like you know FX is basically like HBO now. Um. Um, but the whole character development with the little girl who's played by um, the girl from Jumanji in the first movie, uh, that she she's like kind of like her characters develop more. I just like how the I'm sure it's maybe more true to the book. I never read the book, but I'm sure it's probably more true to the book in its like intensity and everything. Um, Lestat is even more of a dickhead asshole than Tom Cruise was. Um, so yeah, and I'm only like halfway through, so yeah, maybe. Do. So yeah, check it out. I mean, it's it's very sexual, sexual and violent, uh, but that's kind of like what it's vampires. So yeah, um, it's definitely on my on my list. That I was going over with Steph actually last night, like the stuff that. I want to watch and that we're going to watch together. And there's just so much content right now. It's overwhelming. I have so many shows I want to watch or that I'm going to continue yeah. watching that are picking back up with new seasons soon. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't started the white Lotus yet. The new season. I know that just ended. I just started uh, because I think the mid season finale just happened of Yellowstone or is about to happen. It's about to happen. So I just started the first episode of the new season. Yeah, I'm digging that. I'm digging um, 1923 a lot. Yeah, I think I'm gonna wait till 1923 has a little bit more like bingeable episodes for me. Uh, they're not all out, right? They're one nah, week dude. at a time. Yeah, there's only two out. Um, I'm also watching. I think I brought it up, and and I can recommend it. It's 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 definitely got entertainment value. The uh, Tulsa King, uh, Stallone show on Paramount. Uh. It's just fun, you know. Stallone is a gangster. Uh, I just finished and... Peaky Blinders, so I think I'm going to start Tulsa King. Oh, so you're so Peaky Blinders, you're done with totally. Yep, but they're they're doing a feature length movie to wrap it all up. Okay, 
Okay. Um, hopefully they do a better job with that than, well, I guess the Sopranos movie was a prequel, but did it, any, either of you watch that? Nah, I didn't bother. No. Oh, man, it was a total waste of time. Yeah. And all they did was make Tony look like a baby boy bitch, which I hated. Yeah, I'm good on yeah. that. Um, terrible, yeah. I, I mean, I, I went into it even knowing that it didn't get great reviews, and I was like, you know, hoping to like it just because I love The Sopranos so much. Fuck, man, that movie was that bad. I mean, it's telling that no one even really bothered to trash it, just nobody talked about it. Like It's like it didn't even exist. Yeah, I feel like it, it actually lucked out that it came out during COVID and people were just like, at least it was something to watch. Yeah. But I feel like if it came out now, people would be like, dude, fuck that movie. Anyway, I think that's about all it for me. There's um a lot of new drops on Shudder that I'm excited about. Uh, oh. You yeah. know you know what Shudder's coming out coming on Shudder next year, right? In what? January. Um Possession. Like the original? Possession with uh with uh, Neil or Sam Neil. Uh, Sam Neil. Oh, really? So I think we'll have to do an episode yes, for that. I know Jeff's Jeff's solid at the drive in. I've been waiting so many years to see that movie. It's been so hard to find. Yeah, it was like banned for so many years. Yeah. Um they they showed a preview for it uh coming to shutter during Joe Bob's Christmas special. Oh, that's gonna be really cool. Um, there's some Shutter exclusive content or originals. Uh, the Apology looks really interesting. Uh, you have a Wounded Fawn looks really good and is getting really good uh, buzz from from the peoples. And then the one I'm most excited for is Satan Slaves Two, uh, but they're calling it Satan Slaves Communion, and we should maybe do a Watchers for Die on that one because I love that that original. I don't think I've seen the original, but I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it. I don't remember if you said you saw it when we did the Shutter episode with Shane. Um, it was the one where it's Indonesian, and instead of it just being a haunted house, the whole neighborhood is haunted, and there's a lot of oh, okay. like creepy imagery with this uh, dead kid sitting at the dining room table. He just like shows up in the house, and a lot of creepy stuff. So this is a sequel to that. The family. It's not that much of a spoiler. Like they survive it, the the haunting in the first one, and to escape the neighborhood, they go move into a high rise apartment building, and it follows them there. Of course. Oh, that's. I was thinking that sounds like um. That Brazilian movie or Argentinian movie. From back in like the seventies or the eighties. No. Um, with like, because you reminded me of like. The oh wait, did I say it was Indonesian? Yeah. Uh, maybe it's not. I'm confusing it with something else. It might, maybe it is South American. But it wasn't called Satan Slaves. It was called. Um, terrified. Yeah, terrified. That one. Was that one South American? Not yeah. getting confused. All right, this one. Yeah, this one's Indonesian. Indonesian. Okay. Did you guys does, does uh did you see Jordan Peele put out a, a horror podcast on Spotify? Mm-mm. No. Called Quiet Part Loud. I think it's like a just a fiction. Oh, yeah, isn't it a fiction like a 
It's like story based, right? Yeah. Uh, I haven't started that yet, but that's on my list of things I want to listen to. Uh, it sounded pretty cool. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah, I heard a uh, ad for it on Spotify. I've never gotten into like the scripted fictional uh, podcasts, but there's a I feel like I spend... there's quite a few out there that are really popular. Yeah, I know Shop Shutter puts out or or was at least during COVID was putting out a decent amount of content on spotify in the form of podcasts and stuff um so i know eli roth had one where he was interviewing horror legends and all yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i didn't i didn't i didn't give that a whirl but i know that that was one that came out nothing makes you want to drive into a guardrail when listening to that (laughs) eli roth jerk off to people that he's emulated (laughs) eli roth interviewing helen hunt <laughs> and Colin Farrell. <laughs> uh, I really want to see. I, I really want to see um, Colin Farrell's movie, Banshees of Inisherin, the Irish movie. Yeah, I, I I gotta stop hating on him so much because I mean I hated him early in his career, but he's done a lot of good stuff since then. I think I I know what you mean. I think it was, I think part of it had to do with um, Daredevil, probably right. Daredevil, phone booth, and yeah. SWAT. I was just angry about. I feel like he, he was probably just like, like in a cocaine fueled state, and like just probably doing whatever. You know, phone booth. <laughs> uh, what else was I gonna tell you guys about? Oh, so uh, we had a little outing last night. Uh, Jeff and I went to. The Colonial for a 35 millimeter screening of the thing in honor of the uh, 40th anniversary. Nice. They did a great job at hosting as always. Uh, the print was really cool. It was very like it, it wasn't a high quality print, but it made it all the more charming. Like it was gritty. It had like a red uh, hue to it, sort of like the uh, famous orange hued Halloween print, and packed house like completely sold out theater uh seeing where the crowd was awesome and they did the whole thing with like prizes and giveaways and stuff very fun time and i just love watching that movie especially with a crowd oh, i'm um, jealous did they make you choose your seats no nah. so some people just get stuck in like the front corner yeah i mean um people were arriving very last minute. We like we got there 15, 20 minutes early so we could get our uh, popcorn and beers and stuff and say hi to uh, QFS Chris. He had a merch um, stand set up and did prints for the screening. Um, you guys snag? You snag one? Nah, I'm out of wall space down here. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I gotta figure something out about that. We need more walls. Or convince Seth <laughs> to let me breach into the upstairs. Um... But yeah, great screening, good time. Should we dive into our New Year's fun festivities? Sure. All oh, yeah. right. Tonight for a watch us or die, we are getting into uh, Bloody New Year from 1987. This is a uh, British film and really sick poster. Very wild. Wild art in that poster. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, crazy stuff. So this one, I'm sure, wasn't available uh, in the states up until very recently when we've had this resurgence of getting of getting raced rights to our famous blu-ray companies and distributing them uh i never heard of it until until this year it's very low budget directed by norman warren who uh obviously a british director he's kind of like the british um roger corman and he was really like a trendsetter of the late 70s and 80s because a lot of the horror movies coming out of britain were very gothic hammer movies and he was doing um, uh, modern times of that era movies and kind of supernatural slashers, sort of like what was going on in America. So he was against the green as far as British horror went back then. But let me get the synopsis here. A group of friends take refuge in an island hotel that is decorated for New Year's. The problem is, it's early summer, and soon enough, even the walls themselves are striking out against them. That's the IMDb description, which doesn't even really do this movie justice at all for the bunker shit that it gets into. A lot of love for this movie out there on the web. I don't know if you guys looked into that at all. I but, didn't. Um, I, di- I didn't. I didn't see anything bad about it. I saw a lot of love. I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, like people giving it love for like, it is what it is. Like no one's saying that it's a great cinematic feat or anything because it certainly is not. But I guess for, it the, is not. for the fun aspect of it. Although I, I saw one funny review on Letterboxd. The person was saying, I watch this movie every year for New Year's and every year I like it less and less. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, why are you watching this thing every year? I could not do this. Yeah, they just maybe maybe on the end, a four-year rotation. It. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I'll ever watch this movie again. Um, I definitely won't. But um, I don't know. I I know in the our text messages, I made it seem like I really hated it, which I didn't. But it just has a lot of empty space and um things you need to pay attention to and things it, uh, my and I I said this to you guys it for me it just felt like a twilight episode twilight zone episode that went twice as long as it needed to and because it, it has the whole thing with the plane crashing and yeah the and weird military make, science stuff they worked in yeah um so it's like this movie is a it's a haunt it's a zombie movie, kind of. Well, but it's also like a cat and mouse slasher, almost. It, uh, I saw it directly ripping off three movies: Poltergeist, um, The Shining, and Evil Dead. Pretty, yeah. pretty directly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it it only rings in at an hour and a half, and it it felt longer than that. It felt longer than that. And I was going to sure. say, as far as... Was I, I did... Uh, saying I liked the movie might be the wrong phrase. I I had a fun time watching it and enjoyed it. But I think I also had the advantage of watching it with a group. Uh, Steph and I watched it with Lyle and his partner, Mike. 
So like watching okay. it with a group, I think definitely gives you more yeah. fun because we were able to you know laugh out loud and talk shit on it. Um, certain scenes definitely yeah, made I it did, more fun. I, I went for um, like the touch the remote to see how much time was left. Thinking there was like gonna be maybe twenty minutes left, and there was like forty five minutes left. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like how much how much more could possibly happen um because i mean it starts with what um the so the first six, 20 minutes people? were my favorite yeah in the amusement park that was fun yeah. yeah uh and that amusement park was wild like 1987 didn't give sh- two shits about safety dude i that was my <laughs> first thing is that i was like this they have the the pirate ship that goes this all the way full around circle? It just has, like, a cage? cage on top. Yeah, yeah it had the, I noticed that it had the cage to make sure nobody fell out. Yeah, I've never seen a pirate ship like, you know, if you're um, picturing the pirate ship you see at every single carnival, every single amusement park, but does the full swing 360, and just a cage over it to keep people from falling out. It was wild, and then they kept showing footage of like the log flume and the little uh, like roller coasters, and it didn't seem like anybody was strapped in. <laughs> Yeah. It seemed really fun. And then there was all this bonkers shit going on with the characters and they're, they're pulling pranks and sneaking into the haunted ride and doing weird shit. And they get into this feud with the ride operator and, and a, and a gang and somehow the ride, the ride operator and the gang team up together. (laughs) Yeah. I was confused. I was like, were they a team to begin with? No, (laughs) they just teamed up and then they were friends because we're going to get these kids. Did anybody else notice that, like, the two guys who were the gang members in the beginning, I'm almost positive were not the two. They changed actors. Yes, they did. Okay. (laughs) Because I noticed in the beginning, I was like, damn, this gang, they have uh, terrible hairlines. They were struggling. (laughs) The guy at the end had, like, a fro. (laughs) And then they were completely different actors once they got to, like, the Evil Dead zombie version of them. I think that was my biggest. But even before that, movie. even when they just came to the island, they were different actors. The old guy was still the same. The old guy was the same, yeah. Yeah. How did they get to the island after? Like, I must have missed that. They never found. Well, they at least acknowledged oh. it later on, like when they were going to make their escape. Like, oh well, these guys must have taken a boat to get here. Let's go find the boat. But then, so how the fuck did they find them? They just a like, rowboat. Like, oh, they took the rowboat. Row yeah, yeah, it's the rowboat. Maybe they were following them. (laughs) But Steph was asking these logical questions. I was like, don't ask these questions. They just, they must have followed them. (laughs) (laughs) They're just on like a remote island. Also, that sailboat is the biggest piece of shit sailboat. I mean, I know it hit a rock, but it was like, they weren't even going, they weren't even like going at any speed. They were just like floating. Yeah. Uh, Stunts stunts in this movie were a struggle. Like when they, um, when they bust into the ride, uh, with the car and send all the bad guys flying, but like clearly yeah. they're like running and jumping out of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they crash their sailboat and they end up on this Island. Did it seem like none of them even gave a shit? They're like, Oh, like no big deal. Like, we'll just go check this Island out and see if we could find anything. And then they find the hotel and they go into this hotel and they pretty much like, I, they act like take they it over the like they own the place yeah well you know they made a they made a big deal about the one act the one girl not liking water 
and they made they and made sure they water. nerve it. Yeah, and then they were like, and then she's like, you know, I can't swim. But then they got her, and you're thinking like that's gonna pop up again somewhere. <laughs> nope, never. It does. <laughs> it does well, not. when the boat sinks and they're supposed to be swimming to shore, you can tell they're like standing. They're walking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So. Um. They enter this hotel, right? And. Uh, uh, they can tell it's abandoned. It has. Uh, Christmas decorations up. Yeah, but it's but it's brand but new decorations. They can tell it's just like yeah, they can tell fresh it's like, evergreen or whatever. Yeah, yep, which I'm sure is real easy to find in Australia. Um, Australia. But yeah, was doesn't it take place in Australia? I thought it was. I thought it was. I mean, it, it's a British movie. I thought it took place in Britain too. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Um. Oh, how about the, during the escape of the carnival? Um, when like the, the they've gotten rid of like the two gang members, and then the one person who's like hanging on the side of the boat is the least athletic. Yeah, it like <laughs> immediately was like he would not be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I, you kind of knew like in the back of your head that those guys were going to pop back out up oh, and you yeah. didn't really know why and i still don't but they weren't going to uh, give up on them though i guess the only reason why that they the only reason why those characters were brought back in is so that there's a reason why there was another boat yeah 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 essentially um so they get to the hotel also, they basically like take over there's some minorly weird stuff going on but like still notice noticeable enough that they should be paying attention to it or a little bit more alarmed in the beginning they just kept saying oh like that's kind of weird they're so nonchalant about everything that happened oh yeah like oh that's kind of weird the girl that sees like the the dead person's reflection in the mirror she's like huh yeah or the (laughs) the kid that sees the the music happening on stage yeah and then it goes away he's like very clearly disappear in front of them yeah and then later he's like oh there's definitely people here (laughs) like "Mm." Um, I think the first death is when they're in the the theater room and they're fucking they're like running the film projectors. Like, who taught them how to do that? Yeah. Um, but the the one character jumps out of the screen and kills. I think Spud was his name. Yeah. And then he just the the demon or ghoul or whatever just flies away, just like flies into the film. I think. And they're all just like, oh, that was weird. <laughs> like, he just came out of the movie screen and killed your friend. And you're like, oh. That ended up being up. our line, like our little audience watching this movie. Every single time something happened, as things like started to escalate, we just be like, oh, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of fucked up. Um, and then when the Evil Dead, like, demon possession ghost stuff starts happening it's like out of nowhere um it really caught me off guard i was like why is she why does she just turn into a demon for no reason and they never they never explain it it was just this is how it is and then then you realize with the other characters like as they die that's what they become but she didn't even die she like she had the whole net incident with the hooks going into her and then oh the table monster 
<laughs> the table that turned table. into a monster. Yeah. The like the sea giant green seaweed monster. But there was no sign. Like there was no evidence that either of those incidents killed her, and then all of a sudden she but, was a demon. Was she the one that got punched through by the carny? Nah, that was that, that was a, that was that was someone else. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 I, I didn't even really think about that until you're mentioning it now that, you know, with like the b- whole backstory of like the people who disappeared and it's all because of like this w- weird world war two technology or whatever. That was really forced by the way. It doesn't, that story line doesn't make sense as to why people are turning into zombies. Yeah. All they explained with the world war two thing was that. It affected time, and time kept recurring and rejuvenating itself. Now, I like that concept better than the zombie thing. As far as the crafting the film, like cinematography was not there. The direction pretty much wasn't there. But like the stuff they were doing with visual effects, especially for the time, was was pretty cool. I mean, we know now it was all uh, shot in reverse, but it was pretty cool looking the way they they did it. I thought they had some nice effects in this yeah. for what for what the budget was. And there was there's a lot of it going on, like reassembling entire rooms. <clears throat> like at first there was something pretty simple, like something flying through the air. Or no, the uh the pool table. The the pool balls. Um, yeah, the pool balls got, uh coming out of the pockets and going back and getting back into a triangle was pretty cool. Yeah. But then when they reassembled the whole like kitchen poltergeist, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, and then the whole, like, riding the pool table. Yeah, which was also Sequence. weird. Because it was just, like, was slowly weird. spinning, and they were all just like, yeah. it was. It, it, that was a really long scene, too. Yeah. Um, not much New Year's involvement, especially for it being in the title. There's... Or blood. There's not a whole lot of blood in this movie either. Yeah, There's not a lot of blood in the title. Um, the New Year's aspect was pretty much just the the cold open with the party. Um, say goodbye to 1969. Say hello to 1970, which was also a wedding. Bastards, <laughs> sons of bitches. I'm. Uh, the, the girl in the end that gets pulled through the bottom of the boat and ends up stuck in the mirror. What the hell is that? I think she was being, (laughs) I think she was being punished because she was the only one that officially tried tried to to leave because, uh, the goofball dude went back because his annoying girlfriend, don't leave me. So he went back and she was the only one that like, huh? He met a he met an un, uh, a rough death. Yeah, I mean he was already, you know, getting in the quicksand, and to finish him off with the boat propeller. Ooh. But I think she was just being <laughs> punished, being stuck in that mirror, and couldn't enjoy the the forever party because she tried to escape. Yeah. Okay. I can I could buy that. <laughs> but that um, happened, and I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> The other thing that I remember thinking, like, after, like, the fifth time I heard them say it, is because, like, every time that they, like, they wanted to, like, point the camera at the no trespassing sign and do, like, the... (laughs) And I I was like, they paid probably so much money for this sound 
they're going to use it every opportunity <laughs> that they that they can because they probably use it like 50 times um, oh, the, the the other one that made me laugh was the forest scene when they're uh the, the guy and the girl are running in the forest and they're hearing like all the laughter yeah what the yeah. hell was that and they, they showed one clip of like them sprinting through the forest and the camera kept like cutting between them and then it would go but then back they showed then they the same thing the same thing three times and then they showed it again they showed it like three or four times in a row like, what the fuck and then is they did here? and after they did it like three or four times in a row then it did a, a different take of it like pov yeah um and just like with the trees shaking and the laughter like was that supposed to be scary but and but it had like 80s dance music in the background like like the, the the musical choice for that scene did not fit what was happening yeah but that felt a little that felt like evil dead to me you also uh slowly notice like okay so at first you think like oh this is kind of just like a small little island with a hotel on it and then over time you're like there's like six buildings on this island and they're just like casually coming across new buildings every like 15 minutes yeah little houses yeah. and huts yeah. sea shanties and, and they weren't on their sailboat very long i like this island wasn't that far no nah. and they definitely definitely like never got into any kind of like deep sea action with that shitty little boat no it sank immediately <laughs> So this is a movie that I kept thinking like, like I feel like it could, it could be good, and I, and I'm like, is it worth somebody using this story and remaking it? Yeah, I mean the the premise itself would be in the right hands. It could be really good, like with the like, whole like a, a, not to not to say the name that Jeff hates, but could it be welcomed to the Blumhouse? I mean, I feel like they, I feel like they they can remake everything now. Yeah, they might make I mean, it too hip and like you know some of their movies are very purposely for the younger audience and not meant for us, and we don't know. Yeah, what I feel going like on. I feel like it doesn't need to be a high. It, it should still be a low budget movie, just modernized, um, preferably no name actors. It could just be like a Netflix or Hulu original. Or something. Just, yeah, I mean, uh, the premise is definitely there. Like, finding an island, abandoned hotel. There was a party in the, in the hotel 30 years ago that, you know, yeah. the, the guests haven't left kind of thing. And it can't be, it can't be, like, straight dark. Like, it can't be straight, like, horror, horror. There needs to be some comedic relief. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, that um, is, this is one that could be high up on the, on the remake. So I was I was I was like torn. I was like, am I gonna? So this is what I'll say is that I was gonna give it a a die, but I'll give it a watch if you want to watch a bad movie. And I don't mean like bad, like it's horrible, but like if you're like, I want to watch something that I can make fun of, like this could easily have been like a mystery theater. Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie. For sure. Yeah. Um, or if you're doing like the, the big watch party and you're yeah. going to be drinking and having snacks, like something goofy to put on. 
especially for the new year. Like if you want something at least a little yeah. bit new year themed. Um, so I'm staying at my boss's house until tomorrow. And I'm I watched this on his brand new, like he got one week ago, 72 inch TV. I'm like, this is such a waste. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk about a waste. So, um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to cancel it. So I won't be paying anything, but I got the arrow, the arrow video, uh, streaming service for this. You were one. saying before that you thought it was awesome. Well, it, it's a waste how much effort they put in. It looks beautiful. The transfer they put on this thing. Uh, I mean, it was crisp. The color was great. Um, <laughs> the picture was like, it was beautiful. Like they did a really good job doing the transfer. And this movie does not deserve that, that much attention or effort. Some um, intern was like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it's doing pretty well with their Blu-ray sales. Uh, I'm sure people watch it on the streaming service for the new year. Um, but they did a great job. It looked really good. Because I, I started watching it, like maybe the f- first 10 minutes on two. So what's it called? Just Arrow Video? or? Uh, I think it's called Arrow Watcher. Arrow, Arrow Player. But it has it, a, it, lot it, of, a lot of movies on there. It has their whole catalog and it's all in, you know, you see it in the quality that they did to transfer, whether it's 2K or 4K. Sweet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I think it's only like, I think it was like six ninety nine a month. Um, it'll probably be one of those ones where I'll like sign up for a couple of months, then cancel. And then when I have time to watch a bunch of stuff, I'll sign up again. That kind of thing. Yeah, Maybe I'll use that when I do next october yeah 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 arrow has so much good stuff so finny you're a watch for this right yeah i mean i I give it a watch similar to pete just for the aspect of well one being a holiday movie uh completionist and two like if you have barely a holiday movie i know but but we'll call we'll call it one the title and the poster just strictly on a completionist uh aspect but then like just watching it for a good time and something goofy yeah i think my experience and probably pete's as well would have been a lot different if we had watched it together or yeah. with you guys and because ha- i watched this by myself and i was just like what the fuck is happening i think i would have liked <laughs> like, it like, a lot less if i watched it by myself like like who is that like my one note the woman who got punched through i was like who is that <laughs> like I, like I couldn't keep track of who the characters were, where they came from. They were like disappearing at times, and then <laughs> they'd show back up. Sometimes they were zombies. I but I, I, I think there's enough in this movie that it's worth a watch. Uh, I don't think they hit the mark, but there, there's enough there. There's a lot of flaws, but for the silliness, and then some of the, the effects work too, which is, for its time, was pretty well done, and even, you know, it's cool to see now. The uh the airplane pilot with the exploding head. Yeah, he got, got, tapped, a, got tapped in the head and exploded. That got a laugh out of me. <laughs> but there was there was something there, you know. They clearly cared about this movie. They played it straight. All right. Well, after our pre-episode discussion, I'm surprised we all gave it a watch. It's I had a, I a nice turn of events. Out. I've only, I feel like I've given very few dies. 
I know Bloody Muscle Muscle Builder from in Hell was a no for everyone, right? Yeah, I didn't even watch it. Yeah, that movie, that movie was rough. Um, I mean, this is on the level of like quality, movie quality. At least for me, I didn't watch it in Vinny's in the quality that Vinny watched it in. But there were parts of this where I was like, was this filmed on VHS? Yeah, it was bad. Um, but yeah, no, I. The Tubi cut that I watched. I think, um, yeah, I think Bloody Muscle Builder in Hell was the only no that I've given. Is that right? Huh. I mean, I, I haven't given many. I can't remember. Anyway. Jeff's the, the notorious sent him to the slaughterhouse. He gives a lot of dies. Well, you, you know, he's got, he's welcome to his opinions. He's a man of convictions. It's a tough cookie, that guy. <laughs> All right. <a> ginger snap. <laughs> you boys got anything else on the subject? I don't think so. Uh, yeah. We were talking about it before the director of Cannibal Holocaust passed away. Too. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace. Now that I meant to mention that at the beginning of the episode. I forgot. Long life. What was he, 82? Yeah, he was Something in his like 80s. That. Yeah. Better than Not I can do. The best movie, but a cult classic for sure. Yeah. Important to the genre. Yeah. Animal murder. Yeah, fuck those turtles. <laughs> Poor turtle. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we're wrapping up 2022. We'll be back with you uh, 2023 with uh, a War Games of 2022. So we've only done it a few times, but if you've heard our episodes where we do uh, a specific year war games, we do it kind of Oscars style with categories uh, and subgenres for the year. And we slot movies uh, into each of those categories. We each we each do the category, but as a movie's mentioned, it can't be mentioned again. So that's where some of the uh, strategy and gamesmanship comes in. So that we'll be doing that to recap 2022. Uh, shortly after the new year. Who wants to do... Uh, Sean, you want to do Jeff's sign-off? Oh, I don't want to do Jeff's sign-off. Um, or do we have to end the, end the episode that way? I mean, we got to sign off with something. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to steal Jeff's sign-off. So uh, all I'll say is I hope you boys have a happy new year. And that goes... Should all acquaintance... He forgot. Old Lang Syne. And you stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're, we're getting out of here. Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2023. Peace.